Praise be Jesus Christ. Slava Jesus Christo. And Jesus was walking along, and two people possessed by demons walked out before him from, I guess, like a cemetery. Named the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Um, there's a lot of uh, interest in demons. Sometimes uh, people are more interested in evil than they are in good. They become fascinated by it. But you have to be careful because if you ask upon Satan, he'll visit you. So it says in scripture, so be very careful. Sometimes uh, women are married to a guy, a gentleman, who's not a gentleman, and he, she wonders if he's possessed by a demon. And it's vice versa, too. Some women are really very, not very nice to their husbands. Well, I don't know why that is, but they give us the notion that maybe they need to be exercised. Maybe they need the demon driven out of them. <clears throat> we don't know why they're so unhappy. Often I deal with that. On the phone, people call me to pray for certain people. They're very unhappy. I want to tell you, um, you really don't have any reason to be unhappy. You're here, and you have a chance for eternal salvation. You actually are a thought of God that you're here. And I've, uh, in my own personal life, I've always felt that God was very good to me. And... Um, be careful what you pray for, because he's going to give it to you. And then when you get it, you may not like it. But if he gives it to you, you better like it. <clears throat> the problem with, uh, we had a few, a few summers ago, before we had these limitations put on us by the because of COVID-19, we had a fellow here, a priest, we invited in to give a talk to um, people about demon possession. And we got about 60 people from around the different Catholic parishes and such. We came one afternoon for that talk. Now we usually try to have some programs for the people in the area it's been pretty bad lately. We haven't been doing that because of the restrictions on people today. But hopefully, things will get better and we'll be able to have at least one or two programs a year. 
I remember that uh, I was ordained an exorcist. I have all the orders of the church except bishop, all of them. The old days they did that. Now they don't do that. I think they should do that. Because priests are always exercising things, driving evil out of them. So I think they did away with the exorcisms in the Western liturgy, but when you come to bring a baby to be baptized in the Byzantine Catholic Church, the first thing that part of the ceremony is exorcisms. And when a priest is blessing a house, it's an exorcism. And when he comes with theophany water, it's an exorcism. Most of the people who think they are possessed by demons are not. Because you're baptized and chrismated, and they have a hard time with you. But they know your weakness. They know you're a son or daughter of Adam and Eve, and they knew he knows their weaknesses and that you inherited them. But if he bothers you, tell him. That all you have to do is call on Christ and make the sign of the cross and he can't, he can't hurt you. But don't have a behaviors that in, invite trouble. So my grandmother, my Baba, she was a character. Lovely, but a character. She kept in, uh, when the priest would bless the theophany water, and the Feast of Baptism of Our Lord, these women in the parish, you'd see them line up, and they would uh, bring a clean whiskey bottle, and they'd fill it with water, or maybe two holy water. And I always thought that was funny, but I don't know why, that was their way. These little holy water bottles weren't much to them. And uh, they kept it in the house. So my grandmother, I came in the house one day, she had this big bottle of, I knew it was holy water, but I said, and she was drinking out of it. She didn't feel well. I went, I said, what are you doing? <laughs> I said, what are you doing? I accused her of taking stops during the week, uh, during the day, you know. What do you think I'm doing? She said, I'm just having some holy water. I'm not feeling too well. I said, oh, you sure? What kind of holy water is that? Is it the Holy Spirit or some other spirit in there? Oh, she <laughs> smacked me good, I got, and I deserved it. She smacked me good, so, because I was teasing her. We, we, I guess we shouldn't tease our parents and our holy people about the drinking holy water and things like that. It's good to have holy water in the house. And uh, when the priest comes uh, to bless the house, 
open all the doors and cabinets and everything so we can spread them with holy water, praise the whole place to protect you from all harm. And miracles have been wrought by holy water, we know that. Now what about you? How are we going to keep you safe from your passions? Which you got from your ancient mother and father and been handing down from generation to generation, I guess, to the end of the world. Certain things have to be done. First of all, you should say your prayers every day, morning and evening and during the day. You should uh, bless your children, especially daddy. He should bless his children when they go to bed at night. It's one of the interesting things at Vatican II, they put in there the blessing of a father for his children. Very important. And bless your wife too. She may need it after the day she had with your family and kids and you. Bless your wife. So holy reading helps us control the thoughts of our mind. We read our scripture and saints' books, the lives of the saints, and ascetical reading teaches you how to cooperate with God. And when you don't do that, you're inviting problems. Well, how do you know if your temptation is from your, your nature, your fallen nature, or from the evil one. The evil one's temptations are quick and violent. And you say, like they say in scripture, be behind me, Satan, go away and spit. So we do his laughs. But do not entertain those thoughts. Don't wait to go to confession to tell the priest. Drive him away right away. Stay away from things that promote temptations about your passions or anything. Don't read books. Don't read Rasta news. Don't keep company that uses bad language and talks about naughty things. Stay away from them because you are not made of stone. You're flesh and blood and it's fallen. And call upon God who had you chrismated to help you with the gifts of the Holy Spirit because chrismation is your personal Pentecost. That's when you receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit and they're with you. But if we give into temptation in our passions, we drive the Holy Spirit away. But God is still trying to pray in you. I always say to the priests when I go to confession, 
I thrive all the things I've done that has driven God away from me because of my irritability or whatever it may be. I found out the best way to keep your mind healthy is by spiritual reading every day. That's what the monks do. And I thought, I always thought to myself too, when I was a pastor, that if I didn't do my studying every day of the scripture, spiritual reading, that my preaching was not as good that next Sunday. Because I neglected the work of the Holy Spirit in me. Now you have three theological virtues that you receive um, at chrismation. Faith, hope, and charity. They're called theological virtues. I don't know why, but maybe they help us with theology. <clears throat> but they're very important and they act in concert. So times, if you have temptation against faith, you know that there you have hope. So appeal to hope and the faith will be enlivened in you. And both faith and hope are stimulated by love. But you can't love something you don't know. So you don't know it unless you sit down and pray and read about it. So in the monastic life, we spend a good time of our day when we're not working, having pondering our spiritual reading or the scripture we read that day. And how do you do that? You just sit there and be with God and let him inspire you. And you hold those thoughts in your heart, fall in love with them. You married people, before you married your spouse, you thought a lot about him or her, and you fell in love with them. Hopefully, that love is just not temporary, but endures. The one love that really endures is our love of God. Because he tries and tries and tries with his gifts and his church and the sacraments to keep us on the straight and narrow. It's a great gift that God is always with us. Now about the gentlemen, or whatever they were, the, the male contents that came out of the cemetery uh, that were demon-possessed, if a person is demon-possessed, it's a, great, it's a hard job to do. I'll tell you a little, because you like to know about stuff like that. So the priest, or a team of priests, has to go into a great fast to purify themselves. Then they have to get holy people to sit in church and pray while the exorcism is going on. 
So I think most priests are reluctant to do it because it's such a rigmarole to get it done. Now what goes on? What do you see? People speaking crazy things. People rolling around. People wearing you out as you pray. Usually it's only the bishop that calls priests together to do that. But of late, there's been more and more problems with demon possession. The Pope mentioned that, and I think one of the reasons is they don't really ordain enough exorcists. I don't know why they cut that out. Now, how can you drive the influence of the devil from your life by your prayerfulness, by your love for your wife and your children, by your love of the church. All these things keep evil away. But they're always looking for any opportunity and they're your enemy. Even if they cut you to pieces, your enemy, don't lose faith. Never stop praying for your neighbor. Sometimes we get very hurt, our feelings. And sometimes it takes us a long time to forgive that person. But don't give up. Keep praying until you've forgiven them no matter what they did. That defeats the devil. Our Lord, he was up on the mountain, you know, the devil came and, and wanted to give him all this power and everything like that, the three temptations. And, and of course, he rejected them. And we have to look at his life as the standard of our life because he's incarnate. And in incarnation is the ultimate defeat of all evil. He's incarnate that his body became, the incarnation became the primal sacrament of the church. And when we receive the sacraments, we're teaching, we're receiving the touch and forgiveness of Christ. Isn't that magnificent? So prepare yourself well for a sacrament, especially to uh, go to confession and to prepare yourself well for Holy Communion. The love of your life is coming to you, body, blood, soul, and divinity. Nobody loves you like he did. It's been a, a problem, I think, Maybe it's my problem. I see less and less preparation for Holy Communion. Um, in the Eastern Church years ago, the old country, people would pray for three days to go to Holy Communion. 
and there would be three days Thanksgiving afterwards. Uh, this time of prayer and preparation is in the books, the prayers are there, but I wonder who says them besides the priest. After liturgy, we have one of the cantors sing the prayers of thanksgiving before the first hour, and receive the Eucharist. <clears throat> In your night prayers, if you're going to receive the Eucharist the next day, you should make prayers of preparation. Um, they're not tremendously long. I don't know why people are afraid of long prayers. They'll save you. Seems like the more the church cuts prayers, the worse we become. The whole world falls without prayer. If somebody had prayed over these gentlemen, they were demon-possessed, it wouldn't have happened. Anyway, these are my prescriptions for your personal exorcism. To keep the God, uh, keep be a friend of God, and keep evil away from you. I have an narthex uh, there, holy water, theophany water, and there's little bottles there underneath. You can get some holy water when you need it. Uh, I bless it just once a year. I can do it more than that. You can do it every first of the month. In August, we'll do it again. Simple, though. <clears throat> Theophany water, the prayer itself takes about a half an hour. It's really blessed. So, use holy water. Bless your home. If you're frightened or bothered, sprinkle the holy water. I keep a bottle in my room, little bottle. And always remember that in Tsunami book, God is with us. You are not alone, even when you're frightened. And talk to him. And he will guide you with his love from all temptation. Now the problem is some people just want to be bad. And they do not ask for deliverance. And they want to give in to temptation and say, God will forgive me. Why should he? He's given you every means to overcome temptation and Satan, and he's given you forgiveness of sin. How wonder of our God, who knows our nature so well and loves us so much, that every step of the way he's walking with us in our trials, our sorrows, and temptations, to bring us to our heavenly home, eternal life. But it starts now. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen.